And I think when it comes to forgiveness, and one of the things that I write about in the Part 2 Messy to Meaningful book is that whether God answers you with the slowly or with the suddenly when it comes to forgiveness, it's absolutely still a miracle when God heals our hurting heart and gives us the ability to forgive. What I'm saying is if it's taking you longer than five minutes, it's okay. As long as you're really seeking God, reading His Word, obeying His Word, praying, you are in process. Today's Bridges Show is dedicated to everybody who's ever had to forgive someone, which is probably all of us, right? I'm Monica Schmelter, and I'm glad that you could join us for Bridges today. And as we embark upon talking about forgiveness, most of us know that on certain occasions at least, forgiveness can be a challenge. And sometimes in the church world and in Christianity, really well-meaning people uh, make the subject of forgiveness uh, even more of a challenge and messier because they teach forgiveness as perhaps a way to enable or to condone bad behavior. And that is absolutely not a part of forgiveness at all. And so when my co-writers and I got together to talk about Messy to Meaningful Part 2, I, of course, uh, jumped in there and said, I'd really like to write the chapter on forgiveness. And again, that's not because I'm good at it. It's because I struggle with it so much, but with God's help, right? But God, uh, he's helped me and will continue to help me and will continue to help you if you struggle with forgiveness like I tend to. Uh, And he gives me that grace and gives me the ability through his Holy Spirit to be able to forgive. And so today it's forgiveness brings freedom. And uh, it's been hard for me on many occasions to let go of my anger and unforgiveness. But again, God has helped me and continues to help me. And some of the issues that always came top of mind for me when it came to forgiveness is I would wonder questions like, well, what? what if the person isn't really sorry? I mean, then do I need to still forgive them? And I think about the repeat offender, the person that does the same thing over and over again. I think, really, like I'm supposed to continue to forgive them? And what about that apology that goes something like this? I'm really sorry if I did anything to offend you. And, you know, if is that, It's that two-letter word that kind of just stands out. It's if I did anything. It's like, okay, so if you did anything, then I forgive you. I don't know, but I look at some scripture when I have all of these questions. And for you in your life, when you have these questions and maybe concerns about God's word and what does God mean, the Bible is the absolute truth. That is our source of truth. And so when I look at a scripture like this one out of Mark 11, Uh, verse 25, and I'll read out of the New Living Translation, where it says, But when you are praying, first, forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. So when I look at this verse, I see not only does Scripture tell us to forgive, 
It's obviously pretty important to God if the scripture says, when you are praying, in other words, when I am praying, when you are praying to our Father in heaven, it says, just go ahead and stop that if you're holding a grudge against someone, because that relationship, those are relationships with other people and how we treat other people and forgiving other people are so important that scripture says, when you're praying, first forgive anyone that you're holding a grudge against so that your father in heaven will forgive your sins too. So in other words, your prayer as you were gonna pray it, interrupt that if you're holding a grudge against anyone. If you've got any unforgiveness, make that your priority in the prayer so that God in heaven will forgive our sins too. So when I look at that, I say, okay, so forgiveness is really important to God. So even if I struggle with it, or even if it seems complicated or messy, and I'm worried about the if kind of apology, if I did anything, this is important to God, and that changes everything. And then Matthew 18, and I'll read 21 and 22 out of the New Living Translation. Then Peter came to him, this is speaking of Jesus, and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No. Not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Okay, so I don't know what was going through Peter's mind, but since he's asking the question, he obviously wanted to know, Jesus, how long does this forgiveness thing have to continue on? And he names a number, seven. So think about that. That probably seemed like a really big number to Peter, doesn't it? Seem like a big number to you? Like, man, I am really doing my Christian part here if I forgive you seven times. And Jesus says, no, not seven times, but 70 times seven. In other words, forgiveness is really important to God. And one of the blessings and the benefits of forgiveness is that forgiveness brings freedom when we do it God's way. So scripture says clearly that we are to forgive freely. It says that we are to forgive over and over again. Let me say this. Biblical forgiveness, though, it is not about condoning bad behavior. It's not about enabling. Um, it's not, forgiveness is not even always about reconciliation. Sometimes relationships cannot be reconciled. But even in those cases, we are asked and still required by God to extend forgiveness. So I just want to say this because in the day and time that we live, this really needs to be addressed. If you're in a situation where you are being physically abused or your life is in physical danger, um, you need to get yourself to a place of safety. Forgiveness does not mean that you just say, I forgive you, and then you just continue along in that situation where you're being physically harmed or abused in some way. That is not at all what God means about forgiveness. And I've heard those kinds of Christian messages and sermons where people are told, just forgive over and over and over again. And, you know, if he hits you, just forgive him and stay. 
Y'all, the Bible doesn't teach that. Forgiveness is not about enabling bad behavior or condoning bad behavior or leaving yourself in a place where you're not safe. If you're in that situation, get yourself to a place of safety. And yes, God will have you forgive because forgiveness brings freedom, but that it may not be, might not be possible for that relationship to be reconciled. So I just want to say that because sometimes people uh, make the Bible messy and make it say really what it doesn't say. It's talking about forgiveness, not enabling or condoning bad behavior. So we're going to go over some truths today that I've learned and I'm still learning that will help us when it comes to forgiving other people. And truth number one is fear God. I think one of the hugest stories of forgiveness in the Bible, other than Jesus himself, we learn in the Old Testament with Joseph. And if you know the Bible or you've heard the story, uh, Joseph was uh, sold into slavery by his brothers. His brothers told the dad, uh, uh, you know, Joseph is dead and gone, and the dad grieves for many, many years. And then later, divine providence, Joseph's brothers come into contact with Joseph again. And at this point in time, Joseph is in an extreme position of power and could do anything uh, to punish his brothers or to exact revenge, and he doesn't. And when you read this account in the book of Genesis, one of the things that Joseph says is, I fear God. And this is not an unhealthy kind of fear, shaking and trembling like God is mad at me sort of thing and he's going to get back at me. First, God's not mad at you. God's not looking to hit us over the head. He's not. He wouldn't have sent Jesus if he wanted to do all of that. God wants to forgive us. God wants to be close to us. But what Joseph said, now his brothers are in fear and trembling because they left him for dead. I can't even imagine treating someone that way. And that was their own brother. But one of the things that Joseph says is, I fear God. And then he goes on to talk about, you know, how he's not going to um, harm them or do anything like that to them, that he realizes that God has placed him in the position that he's in, in Pharaoh's house, so that he could bring good. He says to them, you meant it for harm, but God meant it for my good. So I want us to think for a moment about that comment, because I fear God. You know, this kind of healthy fear means that we're committed to doing life God's way. Because we've come to that place of healthy respect for God, of understanding that his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways and his thoughts are higher and better. And that because we know that and because we believe that, that we are going to live our life God's way, which means that we are going to forgive and we are going to forgive over and over again. And for Joseph, it meant that he was going to forgive and he was going to treat his brothers right, even though they had treated him horribly wrong. So if you start with the subject of forgiveness and today's lesson of forgiveness brings freedom, rather than thinking about how much we might struggle with forgiving someone, rather than thinking about how big the offense or the harm 
And it might have been something really awful that's happened to you or happened in your life. And I certainly don't want to minimize any of that, but what we want to do is really maximize and magnify God and His Word in our lives so that it takes priority. So in other words, I I fear God. And because I fear God, I'm going to do life God's way. And that means I'm going to forgive. And I'm going to forgive over and over again if need be. For today's lessons, I've put together some online extras. And one of the online extras is about the four marks of true repentance. So if you would like that, you can go online and you can download that. And the four marks of repentance are written by Corey Tenboom, And they're just really well written and I think will help you in that quest and in that journey to forgive. So the first part of forgiveness is to fear God. And then truth number two for today is to establish boundaries. And so many times when we look at boundaries, we think of boundaries and what we put in place for other people in our lives. But this established boundaries is something that we do for ourselves. So I don't know about you, but I know for me that I tend to be a really sensitive person. I care very much about other people. Um, And I'm an emotional person. So if there is a large injustice or wrong that comes my way, particularly if it comes uh, through someone that I care very much about, it can cause me a lot of emotional pain. So one of the things as I've prayed and as I've sought God over today's lesson, forgiveness brings freedom, but also just in my own life personally, one of the things that he's shown me to do is to establish boundaries. And here's what I mean by that. If I'm going through something that I would consider to be an injustice or some drama that's just really causing me emotional pain, maybe a betrayal, um, maybe finding out that I've been betrayed by a friend or that people that I've trusted are speaking poorly of me, basically that's going to hurt my feelings. And it might, depending on the depth of what happened, cause me a lot of emotional pain and a lot of tears. But with established boundaries, here's what I do. Obviously, first I take that situation to the Lord. And I do the best that I can to leave that there, to not pick that care back up. But if in processing those emotions, if I need to cry or if I need to grieve over the loss of a relationship, one of the boundaries that I will set is that I will give myself so many times each day, so much time each day, to cry about that or to journal about that or to think about that. And then when that time is out, and typically it's about 15 minutes or sometimes 30 minutes if it's a larger issue, then by faith, I pick up and I go on with my day. And I don't allow that emotional drama, trauma, whatever it is, to just torment me all day. You know, as you're watching today, you may be going through a really hard divorce. It may be a loss of a job where you uh, didn't deserve to be let go, but you got let go. Or maybe somebody's lied on you. And so what happens is not only is our heart hurt, the enemy will work to, to torment us with that hurt 
all day long. And you'll hear people say, you know, I was so upset, I just didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. And you all, I have been there. I, you know, I may not know what you're going through, but I've been in situations that just, if it wasn't for God, would just render me absolutely, totally useless. Just pull the covers up over my head. Don't want to go on another moment longer. But with this established boundaries, I know that I can process through my emotions. I can acknowledge my emotions. God doesn't want you to live in denial. You can acknowledge that you've been betrayed and that it's been hurt, that you've been hurt. And that doesn't mean that you don't, can't, or won't forgive. If you fear God, you're going to forgive, just like I'm going to forgive. And we study God's Word to find out how to do that. But establishing this boundary helps that trauma or whatever it is not spill over into every area of my life and just stop me dead in my tracks. And I remember a specific event uh, that happened in my life many years ago. So it's, it's a lot easier for me to talk about at this point. But someone that I regarded as a friend, apparently somewhere along our relationship, decided not only that she didn't like me, but that she really didn't like me, and that she really didn't like me enough to write me an 11-page letter. And in this 11-page letter, she cited every single thing. I mean, some stuff just seemed absolutely made up to me. And uh, I, I was angry about it. I was resentful about it. I was in shock. I had to pray. I had to process. Uh, it took me months before my emotions caught up with what I know to be true with the Lord. But because I fear God and because I established boundaries, I wasn't like just grieving this every moment of the day. It's like I, I set my timer, as odd as that may sound, and I let my... Because God wants us to process our emotions. We are not called to live in denial. And if it's a great loss, there will be grief. Being a Christian does not preempt us from grief or sorrow. In fact, sometimes being a Christian, you know, in some of our sorrow, when it's a betrayal or the loss of a relationship or we're being falsely accused, sometimes Christians are more sensitive to things uh, in relationships, and certainly to things in the spirit. So you've got to process all that. Um, if it's a large thing, it's going to take longer to process and more to forgive than if you're at a restaurant and the server accidentally spills water on you. Hopefully that's an easy thing to forgive, like, you know, inconvenient, don't like it, but hopefully not something that would you know, torment us day after day. So I just want to say to you, if you're in a, a deep season of loss, grief, trauma. I hope that starting with forgiveness brings freedom by fearing God and just that to be able to say to God, no matter how bad this is, I'm going to forgive your way. I'm going to do it your way. And I'm going to establish some boundaries so this thing does not run amok over my whole life so that I can continue functioning as a human being. I'm going to establish these boundaries. Maybe you need some great Christian counseling to talk to a trusted friend or a pastor. It's very important to process our emotions. 
And God cares about our emotional health. So, yes, he tells us to forgive, but he gives us all of the tools that we need to do that. His word, the power of his Holy Spirit, and then the tools and the resources that are available to us on planet Earth. And I can remember when I was going through, you know, when I was kind of right in the the beginning of all of this relationship failure in this 11-page letter, you know, whenever I would see this former friend at church, it was uncomfortable. Just because you feel uncomfortable doesn't mean that you're not a Christian, doesn't mean that you can't forgive. It's life on a a planet Earth, fallen Earth. At some point, I moved a few cities over, and I remember that I, uh, this person came into the grocery store where I was shopping, and I would love to just tell you that I just went right up to her and said, hi, how are you? But I tried to hide in the frozen food aisle. How's that for maturity? Well, she found me, (laughs) and she pretended like nothing had ever happened. And, you know, one of the things in her 11-page letter to me said, don't ever talk to me again. Don't try to talk to me about these things that I'm mentioning. So I'm thinking, okay, so I'm thinking she probably forgot what she wrote me in the letter, but I was able to smile and to be gracious and to be kind. And the thing is, I really do still love her. And with God's help, it took me a while. I was able to forgive her. But, you know, I probably don't want to hang out with her. She asked, you know, she told me about this weekend rafting trip she and some friends were taking. And Did I want to come? I'm like, no, but thank you for asking. <laughs> and I think when it comes to forgiveness, and one of the things that I write about in the Part 2 Messy to Meaningful book is that whether God answers you with the slowly or with the suddenly when it comes to forgiveness It's absolutely still a miracle when God heals our hurting heart and gives us the ability to forgive. What I'm saying is if it's taking you longer than five minutes, it's okay. As long as you're really seeking God, reading his word, obeying his word, praying, you are in process. And so whether it's a slow or it's a suddenly God's going to heal your hurting heart, and he's going to give you that ability to forgive and have that come deeply from your heart. And then truth number three that I want to share with you today is that forgiveness is about our Savior. Here on planet Earth, this fallen planet Earth, we try to make forgiveness about what happened. And while there is an element that we need to acknowledge what happened and we need to process through what happened, forgiveness is not about what happened. Forgiveness is about our Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is about how much he loves us and how much he wants us free from resentment, from unforgiveness, from the bondage of sin, from all of that prison. God wants you free. God wants me free. And when we realize that forgiveness is not about the offense, forgiveness is not about the offender, forgiveness is about our Savior, and his desire for us to live free from the power and from the penalty of sin, that is a game changer. If you make it just about people, if you make it just about the offense, if the offender, you can get caught up in all this other stuff. Forgiveness is about our Savior. It's about his desire for us to live free from the power and the penalty of sin. So don't fall into that trap of making it about all this other stuff. Yep, we got to acknowledge that. We got to walk through it, but there are higher 
higher things going on than just what happened. And I will talk about that in some of the online extras that I want to make available to you if you'd like to get those online and you don't have to sign up for anything. The online extras will just be available right under today's lesson, right under the video for that. And we understand as much as we can on an ongoing basis, hopefully it, it increases as we seek God, the goodness of our Savior and what he went through to provide forgiveness for us, a physical, brutal beating. The Bible says to the point that he was beaten, to the point that he was unrecognizable. They plucked his beard. Imagine the pain. Why? Why did he go through all of that? Not just because God loves pain, but because a price had to be paid for our sins. And Jesus wanted relationship with us so much, he said, Father, I am willing. He even said from that cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You all, forgiveness brings freedom. So if you have unforgiveness right now in your heart, resentment, bitterness towards someone else, I say to you, please, out of your fear for God, just decide I'm going to forgive this no matter how long it takes. And even if it's hard, with God's help in Jesus' name, I am going to do this because I want to be free. And then to understand after that, to establish boundaries so that Forgiveness doesn't hold you prisoner for years and years where you can't have new relationships, where you can't enjoy going to church because you got hurt at church. Don't let unforgiveness hold you prisoner. Establish boundaries. If you need a Christian counselor, get one and go. Do the hard work that we all have to do in this life. Life in a fallen world is not easy. It can be overwhelming and it can be painful. But God, but God who loves you, God who loves me. And then to just realize forgiveness, it is absolutely positively about our Savior. And God gave me this thought, which I penned in Messy to Meaningful Part 2 and expound on a little bit more than what I have time to do here today. And that is this, we are never closer to the character and the nature of Christ than when we forgive those who sin against us. So when we understand that, and we understand that the goal of our life is to be more like Christ and his character to be formed in us, when we are actively forgiving those who have sinned against us, we are never closer to the character and the nature of Christ. And that brings him joy, and I hope brings joy to your heart as well. So we are out of time and I've got to go, but I say goodbye and God bless you. Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings and interviews. It's easy to do. Just visit youtube.com, search Monica Schmelter and click subscribe. Once you are subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available to view. Thanks for watching Bridges. Don't give in. God's word says you're an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith. 
and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Log on to www.ctntv.org where you can make a prayer request, view our program guide, see who's on bridges, or even watch one of Monica's latest teachings. Log on to www.ctntv.org. Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform.